A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hey Pete. I know, isn't it crazy? Hi, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Luke is celebrating the birthday of his lady partner today. So we wish mm. lady partner Luke, the, the Luke partner, <laughs> Lady Luke herself, <laughs> a very happy birthday. May you Lady spend Luke, it indoors, that... away from everyone you love. <laughs> is that like Lady Luck? Words. Is that like Lady Luck, but slightly different? Yeah, yeah, I Lady think Luke. so. I think so. Um, mm. Well, should we get yeah. into the show? We should. Well, we're going to be... To- I forget that Luke normally does it. <laughs> uh, where we're going to be... Because I do the NXT one and, and Laurie does it. Uh, where we're going to be talking about what ne- what's next for WWE with this huge, crazy, shocking announcement of uh, WrestleMania main events being changed up. Here's the show. Roman Reigns will not be competing at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns, one of the guys in the top matches for WrestleMania 36 this year. He's been scheduled, for the last month at least, to fight Goldberg for the Blue Universal title. And many months before then, you know, all the way back until October really, he was slotted to face the Fiend for the Blue Universal title. It was always meant to be Roman Reigns in there, but his opponent has changed because, you know, Goldberg's back now. But... Actually, he's the one that's had to pull out. It's because he apparently was uncomfortable going to the WWE Performance Center because he has suffered from leukemia since his early 20s. He's already had two bouts of that, uh, one of which uh, most recently concluded last year in about February time. And that means he doesn't have the best immune system and people with underlying health conditions, medical conditions, pre-existing stuff like that are more at risk of contracting 
of not a bad form of coronavirus, but the COVID-19 disease affecting them a lot more. Um, so understandably, he said, I will feel a lot more comfortable just self-quarantining at home, it seems, going by the reports. And WWE, very nicely, you know, but understandably, have, have said, of course, yeah, you stay at home. Um, what I'm confused by is when did this come out? Apparently, the the reports have WWE doctors of monitoring Roman Reigns for quite some time because they know he is more susceptible to the, the really bad uh, suffering to, of coronavirus because of the pre-existing leukemia. But if WWE knew that in advance, surely that wasn't the case up until last Friday when he was in the main event of SmackDown signing the contract with Goldberg. Yeah, in that really bad segment that had no actual emotional connection to it. Yeah, it was really strange how they've gone from promoting Reigns, promoting Reigns, promoting Reigns, and then all of a sudden, when they're supposed to be pre-taping WrestleMania from uh, uh, Wednesday night and last night, now, after those WrestleMania tapings have supposedly happened, now the story breaks of Roman Reigns has pulled out of WrestleMania. It's like, well, they must have already filmed the replacement they must have already filmed some kind of goldberg universal title match with someone else in it so you would have thought that this story would have broken earlier or at least wwe would have known earlier than yesterday so i it's it's a really confusing timeline but i think at the very least roman's made the right choice and i think wwe have made the right choice to just say you take care of yourself first because at the end of the day that is what's most important here um but if we're looking at it from a inside the wrestling bubble perspective, uh, this is crazy <laughs> to have it the week before WrestleMania and one of your top guys going for the title is now no longer in the match. So there's been wild speculation on who reigns, who is supposed to replace Reigns in this match against Goldberg, um, where whereas Wrestle Votes have tweeted out. And Dave Meltzer's both, uh, and they've both reported that it's supposed to be Braun Strowman that's replacing him in the match, which is a fine replacement. It's fine. <laughs> I I don't really know what else they could have done in this scenario here. Uh, I I've seen a very cool theory online though of they should have. Uh, John Cena versus The Fiend uh, be on the first night and kind of a number one contendership. And then the winner of that goes on to face Goldberg on night two. And then they become... The Fiend beats Cena and he beats Goldberg to reclaim the Universal title. Which I'm like, why didn't they just do that instead of having Braun Strowman? It makes so much more sense. It's the WrestleMania 30 storyline with Daniel Bryan. That's a great idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Naito story from Wrestle Kingdom, is what it is. <laughs> or, yeah, if you want to be all pretentious and New Japan about it, sure. Uh, but what's... So, this is interesting here. Uh, it's, it, you know, again, the, the usual disclaimer of, of course, the situation's terrible, there, are, there is no real good way to deal with it. However, Braun Strowman weirdly was pulled from the Intercontinental title feud... Um, you know, last week really, where all of a sudden mm-hmm. it was Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak gunning for Sami Zayn's faction with Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Uh, that match, uh, Drew Gulak has to defeat, is it Nakamura on it's Friday Nakamura, SmackDown yeah. tonight? 
Uh, and if that happens, Brian will get a match with Sami Zayn. That seems to be the direction they're going with for the Intercontinental belt. But th- that was Braun's storyline. That was Braun's storyline mm-hmm. from Elimination Chamber and likely through to WrestleMania. You know, three people. That's the, yeah, that's so WWE to put against the monster among men. So we all thought that's a bit weird that they've just dropped Braun Strowman. Um, I, I thought, well, maybe he's one of these guys who doesn't want to go to uh, the Performance Center. He, he gives off a kind of doomsday prepper vibe. Uh, and also, a lot of the social media posts he's been doing, he's saying that he is helping out people. He is, um, you know, he's, he's helping deliver groceries. He's, give, he's working with charities um, to, to sort of help support his community. I just, I just thought that meant he'd gone home to sort of ride this all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's I, now I think that might be he's been put in like super quarantine by WWE, so he is fine to be the backup for Roman Reigns. So that yeah, means WWE I, I, did know about it a, a week or ten days ago at least. And just like how they treated WrestleMania, where they just kept on saying, well, it's going to happen in the big arena, it's going to happen in the big arena, when they knew perfectly well it wasn't, I think that's exactly what's happened here with Roman. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's a ta- like, I'm, I'm not issuing blame. I'm just trying to understand what's happened. Yeah, uh, it, it's a weird scenario. And I'm really looking forward to when the full story does kind of come out eventually of what the timeline's like and who found out when and all that stuff. Because it's a really, like from a, a morbidly curious perspective, it's a really interesting story of like, when Roman made the call to come out and when they decided that Braun was going to be the replacement and when Braun came in? Or have they done some weird thing where they're not supposed to bring him in, but they brought Braun in anyway because they needed someone to do it? Have they, like, gone against the, you know, the stay-at-home Orlando ruling that they've done? I don't know. So I'm I'm really curious to see how, how that plays out. But in terms of WrestleMania itself, there was a lot of talk of Roman Reigns and Goldberg main eventing the first night of the two nights, which now seems to be, you know, completely thrown out the window. Uh, The other match that they were talking about was Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch supposedly main eventing the first night as well, Uh, which it seems like that that should probably be the case now, unless they really want to kind of elevate this Braun thing. Maybe they're even on the WrestleMania show going to promote that it's going to be Reigns versus Goldberg. It's going to be Reigns versus Goldberg, but then they'll have some sort of, you know, there'll be a a mystery attacker storyline or something along those lines, which would be really weird. And then there'd be, and his replacement, and they'll have, you know, the big brawn, except with no pop. Um, So I I don't know where they're going to go with it at all. And I don't know how they're going to kind of, because WWE haven't released a statement. This is just from insider reports. WWE haven't acknowledged it yet. Even when Sean Ross Sapp reached out to WWE to get a statement from them, they declined comment. So I I don't know what's happening. I don't know how WWE are going to get from Roman Reigns versus Goldberg to Braun Strowman versus Goldberg without completely confusing everything. I feel like they should just kind of address it on the nose and just be like, hey, Roman Reigns couldn't make it. We've got Braun Strowman instead. I think that's probably the best thing for them to do. But I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't think so either because they do have this weird mindset and edict of just pretending... Like nothing's wrong. They've never once mentioned the sort of situation we're going through. They're still pushing the fact 
the tagline that WrestleMania 36 is over two nights because it's just too big for one night. When that isn't any sane person knows that's not the reason. But I, um, I, if I was to give a prediction, I think Goldberg retains. And I'll, t- and I'll tell you why. Uh, because that I think they still want to do Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. I think they will do that match and title change as soon as they can, whether that's an episode of SmackDown where it's safe to do so, or if they postpone it till SummerSlam, maybe you know, maybe we can't run and see new wrestling shows until SummerSlam anyway. Uh, and I think because this won't go on last on whichever night it's on, that won't be as bad. Plus, Strowman's been beaten so many times for the title. Like he's tried to go for the title so many times. Um, yeah, and but it's it's going to be a clunky match. It should be over quickly because neither guy is famed for their in-ring work. Mm, yes, I think the uh, it kind of writes itself where Strowman will go for a power slam, <laughs> Goldberg will slide off the back, push him against the ropes, and hit a spear. Like that's just a spot that's definitely going to happen. Uh, if if Strowman even gets the chance to hit a power slam, it might just be a literal two three spears, jackhammer. Well, I say jackhammer, suplex. You're done. Um, I, I yeah, I don't think it's going to be particularly uh, particularly great, but. You know, uh, we can't be too critical of WWE at the end of the day with this situation because it is, it is absolutely insane. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, but uh, speaking of, of WrestleMania, Ollie, uh, aren't you supposed to be doing your uh, music video punishment at some point? Because you lost the last season of Wrestle League, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah well, you know, uh, I will do that. I mean, it, it will definitely happen, Pete. The, the, the dance okay. music video punishment will, will definitely happen. Uh, okay, that's good to know. That it you know, dance. Happen. Dance, Chopper. Dance. Da- dance. Dance now. Do do the thumbs. Do the thumbs for the people. Yes, Chopper. This is weird being at home, dancing in isolation. It's like you've paid it's for weird. this service for me to just mm. call you up and tell you to dance. <laughs> 
because Please that's don't. what's going to happen. That would be super weird. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, ch- ch- stick around, folks. Obviously, um, pay attention next week because <laughs> the dance video is happening. Whether I'm in it is another is another thing. Uh, so, uh, th- anyway. so what? What's going to happen with WrestleMania? And well, we know what's going to happen with WrestleMania, but what is next for WWE really? Because Thursday, yesterday, last night, Orlando's Orange County or whatever it is where the Performance Center exists put down a, essentially a total lockdown order, a stay-at-home edict. And I feel like edict's my new word. I must have read it in a report <laughs> yesterday. And that is until the 9th of April. Uh, WWE have have taped everything they can up until that point. So Mania's taped, tonight's SmackDown's taped, next week's NXT, which will be TakeOver matches, they're taped. WrestleMania itself is taped. They run out of content after the Raw After Mania. So that's in the bag. And this this stay-at-home thing lifts on the 9th of April, which is the Thursday. So WWE are still, you know, going in with the mindset that in two weeks' time, they will be able to broadcast SmackDown from the Performance Center on the 10th of April. I I don't think it's going to happen. I think the chances are that this stay-at-home edict will probably be extended past April 9th. I think that especially with USA now has the most cases of coronavirus in the world, uh, even more than, you know, China, where this originated. Uh, I think this stay-at-home order is not going to go away very soon. I think we could be looking into maybe May before it even properly lifts, you know, late April, early May maybe, uh, before this lifts properly. So I don't know if WWE are going to be able to do anything beyond that. It might just be weeks of video packages and documentaries and maybe they can do what they did on WW backstage and call people over Skype. Uh, I I don't know, but I, I don't think they're going to be fortunate enough to get back to do SmackDown on April 10th. I just, mm. I just don't see it happening at all. Yeah, same. I mean, just to, to, to sort of peel back the curtain, the way we're approaching WrestleTalk and everything, we're, we're preparing for three months. I think that's a, that, that's a, that's a, the, the minimum everyone should sort of have their mindset for. I don't think anything's going to be lifted until then. China, yeah, they had that big initial outbreak, but then they that they did very draconianly shut down everything, and that they're starting to put people back out. J- Japan started running some wrestling shows earlier this week. They let fans in. They took temperatures of everyone as they came through the door, but then they've stopped that. You know they they had they've had to go back a step because it was a bad idea. So, yes, I I'm not optimistic for the uh, immediate to midterm future, and I I don't realistically see any new wrestling content being filmed until I don't know, yeah late May early June. Yeah, exactly. It's scary and and even even when they get back to that, what are they gonna? I don't even think they're gonna be proper shows there's still probably going to be no fans shows maybe for even a couple months after that even after you can record a show it still might not be you know the kind of shows they want to do so they might not even be looking at a proper show until SummerSlam or later I don't know no one really knows right now but 
I think that should Weird be time, the title. Man. That should be the tagline for WrestleMania. Not too big for one night. No one really knows. <laughs> uh, but we do know one very interesting thing. It's like... I d- so this, to me, seems to have all come from a tweet that CM Punk posted last Wednesday. And that was... Uh, he, he made a joke about WrestleMania being at the Performance Center. That's one way to stop people cheering for me. And then someone said, oh, you're just begging for a return. And he replied to them, huh, I'm not the one privately texting begging for a match at Mania. Now, it's speculated the person he's talking about is Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the back of that, a lot of people got in touch with PW Insider's Mike Johnson, one of the most reliable news sites out there, and said, what, what, what so Punk was going to wrestle Rollins? And... Johnson, it, it seems, didn't see those initial tweets. He just like sort of was like, oh, okay, is this happening? Is this a rumour? So he, he he checks with his sources, and everyone's like, no, actually, the WWE have had no contact with Punk. And this story, you know, might not necessarily be new. It's probably stuff that's happened late last year when Punk initially returned. But more has come out over the last few days with Ringside News actually getting a, a rare thing right and Wrestling Observer coming out as well, and all these you know very reputable sites are saying the same thing, and that is Vince McMahon doesn't want anything to do with CM Punk, to, to the extent where you would think people high up in the company, Triple H, Paul Heyman, would pitch for a CM Punk return. Apparently, Vince is so against it, saying, you know, this is a quote, he's the one person I will never do business with, that's from Dave Meltzer, that people just aren't even approaching the subject, which is insane. Yeah, absolutely insane, especially when you consider that, you know, the head of Raw right now is Paul Heyman, who is the quintessential punk guy, uh, and even he's just like, nah, not going to touch that one. Like, that's... that indicates to me that that's not a never say never that's just like a no like absolutely not ever because we've seen people that you know vince has always held a grudge against forever and ever and they've come back eventually people like you know sam martino and uh others that are escaping me right ultimate now ultimate warrior uh Bret Hart. Ultimate warrior thank you yeah P- people that vince has had lifelong grudges against have still come back to wwe this feels like especially because we're most likely getting towards the tail end of Vince McMahon's tenure in WWE and his life, full stop. This is probably something that he's not going to let go and before he uh, before he passes away. So this will be something that we will never see Punk back in WWE as long as Vince McMahon is still around. Because th- this is a grudge that he's not letting go of, which to me is absolutely bonkers because it's Punk that should be holding the grudge against WWE, really. Uh, but, then, but then you've got... Punk doing these funny kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek uh, tweets and things like that. And that is enough to set Vince McMahon off because that he's he is talking bad about our company. Um, but the, the report was as well that when Punk went to WWE backstage in November last year, uh, the only reason that WWE okayed that at the time was because they didn't want to rock the boat with Fox, who they'd literally just moved to with SmackDown the previous month in October. So... It was because Fox really wanted Punk, and they were like, uh, sure, yeah, you can have that one. Uh, but it was very begrudgingly allowed Punk to go to go into backstage. But I think now that he's being a bit more vocal about their product, they're 
they're kind of regretting that decision and now uh, Vince is probably wants him out sooner rather than later. It makes a lot of sense when you go back and look at all the reports that were coming out around that time. Uh, PW Insider reported early September that, yeah, Punk's got the job. He's going to be on WWE backstage. But then there were two two months of equally reliable people like Dave Meltzer, like Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful saying, oh, actually, the deal isn't done. No, he's not. We've actually been told he's not going to be it. And you could say, well, that's misdirection for a surprise. Or were WWE actually pushing back on it? And then they were like, oh, actually, yeah. Let Fox take that win. And then also, there was... that When Punk first appeared on there, that was when Rollins was a heel in all but name. He was still being pushed as a babyface, but Twitter had long since turned him. And he mm. was... Punk called him out. And Rollins referenced Punk in Chicago, I believe it was, on an episode of mm. Raw. And, you know, sort of ad- addressing the CM Punk chants. And the reports at the time of Vince McMahon was furious because he didn't, he, he doesn't want that match to be promoted because he has no intention of ever putting it on. In the back of my head, I always thought, mm, I think that's a work. But now with mm. this information, I'm like, oh man, maybe he really did flip out backstage. Yeah, like it would not surprise me in the slightest for someone who reportedly you know, really disagrees with CM Punk as much as he does, it would not surprise me at all to even, you know, like the mention of his name could just set him off. When we've seen minor things, as Brody Lee has so perfectly encapsulated on uh, AEW this week, the most minor of things can set Vince McMahon off. So it would not surprise me in the slightest that a mention of CM Punk around him would probably set him off, but a mention of CM Punk on the TV show in the town that he's from is probably, like, even more next level. Like, he probably got, you know, shouted at quite a lot, I would think, backstage after that show. Yeah, yeah I would I always, not want to have been wanted to have been Rollins there. I always thought the beef was between CM Punk and Triple H. I, I always thought that was it, and Vince McMahon was just kind of, you know, yeah, I, I don't really care. But now it seems like, you know, it was Triple H saying the never say never stuff late last year. So, and, and he, he's got a great mind for the business. And I, I'm sure he mm. can, he, he's willing to bury that hatchet if Punk wants to come back. But uh, yeah, that, and that I was going to say the other ahead. thing from the newsletter was that it was Punk's agent actually did reach out to WWE. Hmm. When, so so yeah. WWE actively turned down, actively snubbed, to, to use the title of this video, a CM Punk return. <laughs> Which to me is insane. It's a CM Punk return. It would be like one of the biggest things in ever. Well, it might have been slightly marred by, you know, the whole WWE backstage thing. But it still would have been a crazy return that definitely would have, one, popped a rating. You know how much Vince loves those. And it definitely would have created some form of interest from those fans who were, you know, big punk marks back in the day who might have since faded away from wrestling when when punk did. Uh, yeah, Ollie, exhibit A. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I think you're right as well that the beef is definitely with Vince and not Triple H because I think the reports even came out when uh, people like we mentioned before, San Martino and Ultimate Warrior came back to WWE and got inducted in the Hall of Fame. It was Triple H who was mostly responsible for reaching out to those people and doing those negotiations with them and having those conversations and, you know, mending those bridges. So I think that, yeah, absolutely, Triple H would be willing to 
you know, bury the hatchet. And if it meant a CM Punk return and it meant getting a rating and it, me- and it meant making more money, I think Triple H would put his ego aside for a minute. I think we've seen that he can do that when it comes to stuff like NXT. He's treating that as his baby, but he's not very much involved on camera. He doesn't have a huge ego when it comes to it. He did it this week with uh, Gargano and Champa, but I think that was more because Regal wasn't there. But uh, The creator! Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think, yeah, he, he'd be willing to put it aside and he'd be willing to have Punk back, but not if Vince is around because, yeah, he will not let that happen. CM Punk return not confirmed. But let's uh, briefly talk about It's Raiden's War. Mm. Hallelujah, it's a Raiden's War. Huh. Uh, be- uh, before we get into the mailbag, um, it's it's still the a weird time for ratings. Uh, wrestling viewership is down now after the first week of no fan shows. But that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. Because that's right, mm. folks. We're so AEW bias, we're going to spin a lower number into a big a big win. Uh, NXT was up 100,000 viewers from last week's, you know, no, it was a non-show effectively. It was just promo packages. Mm-hmm. But this week they did put on no fans matches. Uh, it was up to 669,000. Still very low for the show, but mm. a huge increase on last week. Um, AEW Dynamite lost 100,000 viewers by comparison. I, I wonder if there's any crossover there of the Venn diagram. Mm. Um, they are very similar numbers. Uh, dropping 932,000 from last week's excellent no-fan show to just 819,000 this time round. One of their lowest ratings. However, if you take out all of the news programs on TV... Dynamite was the second most watched show on cable. That's that's remarkable. Whereas NXT didn't that's even insane. rank in the top fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's actually insane. And like you said, I, I think it's it's interesting that I, I think Dynamite last week was probably uh, buffered by the fact that NXT didn't have a show. So even people that are normally you know would watch NXT and then maybe check out AEW afterwards or something. We're like, well, I want to watch some wrestling, and NXT doesn't have a show. I'll check out AEW this week. Uh, so it's probably, yeah, a combination of NXT having a show uh, and and AEW, and sorry, and ratings just dropping over, over time anyway, just because of the just because of the situation and all the news channels as people just constantly checking out news to see, probably, can we go back outside yet? Um but yeah, so it's I, I don't think it's it's not as bad as it looks. Bloody AW marks, aren't we? If you want to submit your question to the Patreon mailbag, become a Pledge Hammer on Patreon. You can be at any dollar tier, it doesn't matter what you are. You just go over to the community tab and put your question on it with the title mailbag in it, and it gets read out on a show like this. Now, I will preface for this one, there were quite a few mailbag questions that are now very out of date because they were about Roman Reigns winning at WrestleMania. So, sorry, won't get a chance to read those ones, uh, but we do have some other ones here. So, 
We've got uh, Chris Gardner says, uh, so with wrestling continuing in this time, what new spots would you like to see that they wouldn't be able to do in normal times? I think it'd be fun for a lower card heel to stop mid-match, to use hand sanitizer to wash their hands, then later in the match spraying it in the faces of the face to get the win. Yeah, I I was, uh, when we were first thinking about No Fans Monday, uh, I was pushing for a more comedy approach to uh, Mm. give levity to the situation where backstage interviewers will be wearing hazmat suits. Um, There'll be more comedy matches on there. But rightly, everyone said, no, this is is the time to show serious wrestling. Uh, But yeah, I, 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 I think some of that would be quite funny. I think if so, if we had a character debut as coronavirus, it could be quite cathartic <laughs> for all the all the baby faces to beat them up. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of other spots, I don't know. What about you? Um, I think just generally having people maybe like reference masks or something like that. Someone would come out with a a mask that would get i don't know someone like twangs the mask in their face as like a bit of offense or something like that i think that'd be funny yeah i think it would generally be more comical than you know serious stuff um we've got another question here from a magic chili who said hi new patron will need to access uh, more content due to steve carino uh was wondering if any of you at russell talk have ever had a hard disagree with dave Meltzer regarding his star ratings have you ever thought he would he has been totally wrong as in rating way too high or far too low thanks and keep up the good work uh no is the answer to, to a hard disagree because mm. i don't really get angry at other people's opinions because I I recognise that not everyone likes the same stuff I do. I think that's a healthier way to live. Uh, but I, I mean, recently, Luke and I re-watched WrestleMania 26 and we always go through the star ratings. Cheap plug for Patreon if you go over there. Me and Luke have done the WrestleMania 26 review, which is exclusive there. Uh, but he gave Cena and Batista which is the semi-main in that match, in that on that card. Uh, like three and a half stars, or three and three quarters. But it was actually a damn good match. You know, like, mm. it, it holds up a lot better than plenty of others. Uh, but re- realistically, I'm only talking about giving it four stars rather than three and a half. I mean, is that mm. a hard disagree? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think there's probably been some times, I think... The first thing that came to mind was your Russell Talk Extra episodes. There's been times when you've been like, oh, that was a bit harsh. Like, it shouldn't have been that low. But it's never been like, he's wrong. You know, it's ne- never never that hard. And I'm, I'm the same in that, that regard. Um, next one here from Chris Thorne said, uh, Asuka and jumping out to blonde women in WrestleMania week. Name a more iconic duo. Um, if you could see a wrestler wrestle a different version of themselves, who would you pick? For example, Mankind versus McFoley versus Dude Love versus Cactus Jack. It can't be Bret Hart versus Bret Hart, even though everyone wants to see 2009 Bret Hart wrestle again. Nuh <laughs> Oh, God, it's so embarrassing. He's dressed like a teenager. It's so sad. Uh, yeah. I would probably go for the Chris Jericho's. I would go for. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But they're all heels. All the best ones are heels. Yeah. I tell you, uh, maybe a a Fiend versus Wyatt family Bray Wyatt would be cool. That's my answer. How dare you? Uh, Yeah, I can't really think of too many others. Um, No, nothing else comes to mind immediately. I was going to say The Man versus Straight Fire, but that would just be bad. 
That would just be weird and bad. Uh, got another one here from Sean Dunn, who says, Hi guys, thanks for all the content during Total Lockdown. Uh, question, do you think if Bray wins at Mania, will The Fiend go away for a while, as Cena is the last revenge to set Bray free? Maybe Bray will become a big babyface after this. Also, other ideas for pay-per-views, Isolation Chamber, <laughs> Quarantine Massacre. Stay safe, your CBW oh. mark, Sean. Hi, Sean. Uh, I, I don't like Quarantine Massacre. It's a it's bit, a bit much. on the nose, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But for that, no, I don't think the fiend will go away because there are contextual ways to to, to keep that around. I, I would be more interested in seeing Bray Wyatt, Mister Rogers Bray, essentially be the babyface, and mm-hmm. a lot of the feuds are, are with himself as much as they are with his opponent. Like he becomes mm. more regretful or fearful of the fiend as opposed to kind of facilitating it at the moment. Yes, yeah. And then he could just be like, The Fiend made me do it, uh, even though he did it. Uh, Matthew M. Muldoon says, Hey guys, I obviously had a lot of time on my hands and watched all the Ruthless Aggression episodes on the network. I love that Brock stayed true to kayfabe. Just kidding, I know he legitimately doesn't care, and skipped his own documentary. (laughs) Um, It made it so much better, and for whatever reason, it made me like Brock more than I did before. It got me thinking about Ollie's feelings towards The Undertaker and the blurring of real world and wrestling. I know social media is a new facet of wrestling, and we are smarter as fans, but how would you do it where there isn't such a star contrast between a person and a persona hope you all are well and keep up the great work um i I would just have people i I would take a lot of people off of social media because they're Mm. they're not they're not witty or or smart's the wrong word but like for, for instance people like mjf they can and kevin owens these sorts of people do very very well putting their character over on social media. And there's there's hardly any conflict there, particularly MJF. Um but the uh, you know there's there's so many people who can't who who just don't have the self-control or maybe self-awareness to present themselves consistently. Uh, Braun Strowman proved that last week. Seth Rollins proved that last year. Becky Lynch is very good at it. Uh, I I would say she's mm. one of the the good ones. So anyone who's not amazing at it just don't give them social media accounts. Say, you can't have an officially sanctioned WWE account. You can only have your private one, and you can't make it public. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would that would be me as well, because it seems weird when Undertaker tweets. It's just strange, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but uh, got another one here from Dan. 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 Painsville Dan. Who says, uh, hey guys, I hope the entire SWAF nation's doing well. Uh, do you have recommendations of some hidden gem wrestling shows we should watch during this time? For example, B pay-per-views or indie shows you recommend that are not getting named all the time? I'd recommend Battleground 2013 because nothing beats that wholesome Rhodes Shield tag team match. What a match. Uh, Great match. I, what, one of my most overlooked things where people just don't talk about it is, is Ring of Honor from 2010 to 2011. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, Because Jim Cornette had the book, and a lot of people didn't like that. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was... It's it's actually my favourite run of wrestling of all time. It was so consistent. Weekly TV for a year. That's when Sami Zayn, or a different person, El Generico, uh, was feuding with Kevin Steen, who's now Kevin Owens, Mm -hmm. and... Kevin Kevin Steen was ridden off TV for nine months because he lost a Loser Leaves Town match. And he just starts to appear at shows uh, that, like after 
after nine months of really smart teasing. Um, this is also the time when you get the American Wolves really take over Ring of Honor. So Davies, uh, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards with some fantastic matches. Jay Lethal starts his, his sort of mid-card, real good worker part of his career. Um, you've also got uh, Carl O'Reilly and Adam Cole coming up as the American Wolves' seconds. You know, there's no Bobby mm. Fish in any of this. It's, 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 a, it's a fascinating part of wrestling history a, de- a decade ago. And th- it's absolutely extraordinary. And Michael Elgin as well, who's sort of been put by the wayside, uh, missed out of this, the, everyone who got picked up by WWE. His match with Davey Richards on WrestleMania weekend in 2011, I th- that's one of my most underrated matches of all time. So yeah, just all of that stuff, really. Mm. Uh, I'd say that one battleground that had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens on it was good. Yeah, and what a I, match! I can't remember. Can't remember whether it was the same year or a different year when they had the Shield Triple Threat main event. It, I think. I think it's the it was, same it show. Was also, also a battleground. Battleground has had some good matches on it. Though, in fairness, it's also had the Punjabi Prison match with Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. Mixed bag. Um, next one from Galugian Classic. Said, hey, lovely boys, uh, just watched the latest Being the Elite, and it got me thinking, with the amazing slow build to the potential heel turn of Hangman, what if it's not Paige who turns? Who else could you see turning full heel, and why? I'm saying Kenny, after the Elite win at Blood and War Gut Games, which isn't happening anymore, uh, mainly because they teased a little something with him a while back, which never got a payoff with his I'm just getting started catchphrase, and he said it again in the latest Being the Elite. Uh... Whoever does turn, I think it will mean the disbanding of the Elite as we know it, so Paige gets his wish to just walk away without turning heel. Maybe we'll get the broken bucks. Anyway, I'd love to see you uh, discuss this and know what you think. I think the Young Bucks will turn heel, uh, if anyone. Um, I don't want the Elite to fracture now. We've we've only just realistically got them as the unit they should have been from the start. I think you need a year, 18 months to properly establish that act as an all-time great faction to the larger North American audience. Um, I think Broken Matt will turn, though. I think he's sort of that tweener after War Games. Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds sounds reasonable <coughs> to me. I, I don't, I don't think I'd want to see heel Kenny yet. I would, I would want to see it at some point, but ma- make him over as the best wrestler in the world again first, and then. You know, have that shocking heel turn at some point down the line. Uh, Jonathan the Headmaster Headman says, Our biggest enemy is going uh, going quarantine crazy through loneliness. The only thing that helps me maintain my slender grip on reality is the friendship I share with my collection of singing potatoes. What's keeping you all sane in quarantine isolation? Um, For me, it's a boring answer. It's been ringing a lot of people, FaceTiming them, mm-hmm. and sort of hang- hanging out just over the phone. Uh, but also um animal crossing yeah that's 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 a good answer yeah um for me it's been much of the same i've got a a group chat with a couple of friends who uh who are also working from home so we we'll constantly just kind of message each other to be like hope you're still sane it's a nice day outside isn't it and all just chatting nonsense about whatever just so we can keep ourselves sane while we're working from home um and also, it's been nice to have my lady partner here because she's not working at the minute uh, because she worked in a restaurant, which is now closed. Um, but she's been around to help me out with just, you know, 
making me meals and things, which is great. Takes the stress off, which is lovely. Um, We've got the last mailbag question for today. Uh, We've got one from Dwayne Cooley who said, Hello, WrestleTalk. Uh, Hope you guys are safe and healthy during this uncertain time. I watched the Tony Khan unrestricted interview last week and it got me thinking. He said that he's pretty much been writing Dynamite storylines for the last 25 years or so, way before it became an actual company. Do you think if Vince took a step back, watched his product or even just other promotions for about a month and wrote a number of storylines, good or bad, would WWE turn out better since he plans to book the show well beyond his grave or would Vince continue to not get it and stick to what he's done forever? Interesting question. I think, um, I really don't know. I really don't know if the answer is because Vince is past it and he has run out of new ideas and he doesn't... Yeah, he's he's lost sight of what connects with the audience these days. Um, he also took a lot of chair shots to the head and I don't think that can ever be discounted towards about someone who does display such apparently erratic behaviour. But... You know, there is an argument for when you are in the thick of it and you never take a break or time off, you cannot see the the wood through the trees, essentially. Um, So, yeah, maybe if he did just take two months off, he would come back revitalised and not as stressed and in this such a reactive mode all the time. Yeah, I I think that's pretty much spot on. I don't think he would ever watch other promotions because I don't think he cares enough. He's in his WWE bubble, and that's all that matters. Uh, but so, but I do, I do think, yeah, some time off would do him a world of good to kind of readjust, reprocess. Though I don't know what he'd do in his time off because I feel work like his out. time off would, yeah, work out or watch old WWE stuff. I don't know. I don't know what he'd do because he just works constantly. That's all he does. So, Ollie. Yes. Uh, how are you finding this whole working at home thing? Yeah, uh, the novelty's worn off. I, I certainly mm, started totally. with uh, a lot of, oh my god, this is the future of work. We can make ourselves more versatile, more flexible, more adaptable to change. And uh, n- as of Tuesday, I've just been laying down a lot. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. I had uh, I had a thing where I was going to do 10 pull-ups on the hour, every hour, if I could. Uh, and I've not done that for two days. I did one this morning because I felt guilty. But it's been three hours since then. Yeah, what are you, what are you up to? Or one set of 10? Uh, one set of 10. Okay. I'm doing it with a little, <laughs> a little crunch in midair as well. So my knees come up to my chest. Nice. I thought Very good. that's like two two exercises in one. What are you What are you doing? <laughs> um, uh, crying. No, uh, <laughs> I'm. I am. I'm doing okay. I yeah, I, like you said, the novelty's definitely worn off from working from home. I'm getting a bit bored of just seeing my bedroom and my living room all the time. I just want to go and see other things. I can't <laughs> and occasionally I might go for a walk around the lake that's near our house oh you've got a lake got a lake that's right nice. next door yeah it is it is really nice around that lake but even that is starting to be like ah, it's the same lake though isn't it like all the time um 
But we're, we're but a little I'm, bit bored of okay. our, our walks usually along the wetlands, which is sort of a, a mm-hmm. reservoir place. I think it's going to get shut down soon, unfortunately, uh, in terms no, of like we're not allowed to go in it. Uh, but mm. the yeah, we've gotten bored of that. We've gotten bored of the park. Yesterday, we went for a walk around the industrial estate. <laughs> oh, wow. That's yeah. romantic. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was a nice different change. <laughs> God, it makes you appreciate certain things, doesn't it? Jesus. Walk around the industrial estate sounds great right now. Um, I do have an email here uh, from a, a Datsun World Problem Ooh. about working from home. This is going to be your first exposure to Datsun World Problems. Oh, I get them every... Well, when he was in the office, well, we get them on an hourly basis. That's true. But Datsun World Problems from the SWAF Nation is slightly different. Uh, we've got an email here from Patrick with his Datsun World Problem. Uh, which says, Gentlemen, I've worked from home for a long time now, and all of these rookies coming on board has ruined it for me. (laughs) No one cared to do video chat with me while they were at the office, and now that's all they want to do. This is a problem because I generally work with no shirt on as my home office faces the midday sun, and it gets hot as hell here in Florida. So requests to chat have to be artificially delayed while I try to hunt for a shirt and or pants. Additionally, since none of you people have learned the ins and outs of things like when to stop working and take a break, my lunch hour naps were ruined all week. I need those naps and you've taken them from me. Patrick from Orlando. It's Yeah, that's definitely the worst thing that's happened. That's de- the worst story I've heard from the, the whole outbreak that's happened uh, over the mm, last yeah, two yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, totally. I uh, really feel yeah. for you there, Patrick. Have you, have you read any of these stories about, you know, funny tales where people aren't adapting to remote working as well as possible? Yeah, I've, I've read a few. My favourite one is the one I watched earlier where... Uh, the, the, have you seen it? It's on our little general tab in Discord. Oh, maybe. It's Nate posted it. And it's of, oh the video yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. it's so it's good a sort of live streamed thing where everyone's sitting far apart from each other and the mayor of whatever county it is or mayor as the Americans say he gets up to go to the toilet uh, but he's not he's presumably not usually microphoned for this he leaves the microphone on and it is it is like classic fart noises. <laughs> you, you you would but if you played me those isolated fart noises and I, I wouldn't believe them I would say no that's come from a comedy soundtrack but that they are perfect pops as this woman is trying to have a very serious discussion about the measures they're going to put in place in the county and she can't stop laughing and they all get the giggles and I I it was so funny it was so funny and she can't even look at him when he comes back in. Yes. She's just like, oh, God, like, I, 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 I can't. I can't look at him anymore. Oh, it's, um, yeah, it's brilliant. What is the, the name of that? Uh, I'll, I'll tell everyone so they can have a little bit of levity in their day. It is, if you just search, uh, during coronavirus meeting, mayor excused for toilet. There you go. And, and you'll find it. Have you seen um did, did you go out onto your balcony or whatever last night to clap for NHS? Absolutely, yeah. I only heard about it like an hour beforehand because uh, my, my lady partner told me about it and I was like, "Oh, that's nice. Cool." I I didn't like get it at first. I was like, "Oh, that's Yeah, that seems nice, I guess." And we went out at 8 o'clock and literally like 
everyone in our building and across the way on another building that's like a, a whole like court of building of block of flats and stuff everyone came out on their balcony and everyone just started clapping and whooping and cheering and stuff and i was like this is nice mm. this is it's it's nice to to have something in amongst the pile of crap that is the world right now it was nice to just be like yeah but we're all still kind of part of this we're we're fighting and for just like for just like maybe a minute i was i was proud to be british for a little bit <laughs> the uh the for, for the yanks who who don't know what we're talking about at eight o'clock last uh yesterday evening there was a sort of coordinated social media effort for everyone to just go outside on their doorsteps or balconies or whatever and just applaud for all the people you know on the front line of health services and i when my lady partner told me about it i was snarky i was <laughs> like well we're not we're not gonna see any of them you know, like, there's no one walks through our bit. We're not going to see mm-hmm. people coming home. Uh, and but yeah, when when I went out there and the amount of people were cheering, you couldn't. I couldn't see anyone, but my god, you could mm. hear it. It was deafening. It was really emotional. And right round our way, because it's a bit rough and ready. They started. Someone started letting off fireworks. <laughs> Amazing. Where did you get those from? It's a lockdown. <laughs> uh, I I love that as well. And yeah, the uh, one of the people from across the way came out with an air horn instead of uh, <laughs> yeah yeah. It was literally that while people were <laughs> politely clapping and cheering. This guy was constantly. Uh, but yeah, it was it was kind of emotional. It was mm-hmm. it was nice to to kind of feel everyone be around to be like can't physically be next to you, but we are like, you know, we're still supporting everyone. It's good. Like it, us, it felt nice for a we're, bit. We're, they're in our ears. Yes. R- yes. Because of the clapping, sure. you could hear the clapping. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got another email here. Uh, another Datsun World problem, if you want it. Hit me up. Um, and this is a another part of the email I read out yesterday on the NXT podcast from Adam, because it was a very long email. But we've got the Datsun World problem section of the email I read out now. Uh, who says, Datsun World problem? Uh, the Bud Light virus has ruined my life. Um, there are lots of stories that may start the same way, but let me explain my Datsun World problem. Late last year, my Bluetooth headphones died, oh. so I decided to look into new upgraded headphone models. After looking for a few days, I decided to back a new set on Kickstarter. I knew it would take a little while for them to arrive, but the style and features seemed like a good setup. I grabbed a cheap pair of wired headphones and figured they would last me until the new pair arrived. ETA late February, early March 2020. Oh no. The campaign stayed stayed relatively on track and we were told that shipping would start (laughs) after Chinese New Year. It was during Chinese New Year that the restrictions started to begin and we were told that the manufacturing and shipping was being held up until the Bud Light virus blew over. Uh, Then the wait got longer and longer. All the while, I'm stuck here with my wired headphones that are catching on everything. Door handles, vacuum cleaners, my shirt, pockets. Whenever I'm trying to listen to a podcast, like the most consistent wrestling podcast on the internet, I have to stop whatever I'm doing every 20 seconds to plug the damn things back in. All because I haven't been sent my damn wireless headphones. I don't know how we possibly survive with them as long as we have. They are by far the most annoying things to have to deal with, and the only reason I have to deal with them is the damn Bud Light virus. 
Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. And, you, you know, we'll, we'll all get through this together is, yeah, is the lesson exactly. to take there. If, if the, I, I, when, when, every, when I was out on my balcony last night, I knew some of those cheers weren't for the NHS. They were for people like you putting in mm-hmm. that struggle during these hard times with your wired headphones. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's terrible. I mean, to the point where I even had to get you to buy me a wireless headset that I could use at work because mm. just couldn't deal with the headphones, man. They, they are, in fact, terrible. See, I'm, I'm really glad as well because I'm glad I got to read you some Datsun World problems because you react in the correct way to these Datsun World problems because when I read them to Datsun, he just picks them apart and tells them why they're not terrible. And I'm like, no, Datsun, that's not the point. You're supposed to support these people in their very serious troubles. Has, has he never? But, yeah. Has he never gone? All oh, that's worthy. No. Wow. Never. I think it's always just like, oh, well, I think the solution to that would be this thing. It's like Datsun, not the point. That plays Come into on, Datsun's man. psyche, which is, I know, uh, yeah, you know, it's that there's a level of self-absorption there where I know only only Datsun can have Datsun world problems. <laughs> I mean, they, they are called Datsun World Problems, after all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's probably all the time we've got uh, for this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back. Oh, there'll be a special uh, episode going up on Monday. We've got the, the SmackDown review tomorrow as well. But we've got a special Wrestle Talk Extra podcast is going to be coming out in your feeds on Monday. I don't know which one it is. I haven't spoken to Luke about which one it is yet. But there will be another retro pay-per-view review coming in your podcast feeds on Monday. Stay tuned for that. And we'll be back on Tuesday. And then we've got WrestleMania week. Crazy. I know. Wow. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And I love you all. Goodbye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.